everybody, it's Jessica Simpson. This is Beyonce. This is Justin Timberlake. Hey, this is Avril Lavigne. This is Gwen from No Doubt. Hi, this is Usher, and you're listening to TSNJ Radio. What's up, guys? This is Connie Joy here at Heartthrob Music Studios. Welcome back to my show, Chats with Connie Joy. Last, The last time I was here, we were talking about the foster care system and the cruelty that children and teenagers experienced. I want to close out on that topic. I want to finish it up today talking about what happens to these teenagers once they reach the age 18 to 21 and age out. When I was in foster care, um, it was 18. Once you're 18, that was it. Everything is cut off. You are now an adult. You're responsible for yourself. And that, most most of the time, when kids are um, 18 and they they are legally adults, the parents normally, your parents, their responsibility is to prepare you for that. Um, unfortunately, when you are, not all cases, but unfortunately, in a lot of cases, when you are not someone's real responsibility in their opinion, um, and they don't have those morals or that compassion as they a, a normal parent would have for their child, they don't prepare you for that at all. They don't talk about college. My foster mom did not prepare me for, for real life at all, or my siblings. Um, so for those kids that may be foster children as well, even adopted children, kids that are still um, becoming adults in group homes and settings like that, they are com- their security is completely ripped away from them. And the people that have been raising them, whether it's a counselor or, you know, just the person that owns the group home or whatever it may be, that's all taken away from them. So um, it plays a gigantic part in the statistics as far as the amount of the amount of adults aging out that end up incarcerated, that end up on drugs, that end up dead, that end up um, homeless. So many end up homeless immediately. Um, I actually do want to play a clip just because I do. Um, the very, very last one at the bar. It's the very last. Aging out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play a cl- um, the audio of a clip for you guys about, I think the state is Georgia. I believe it's Georgia. Um, and it talks about three different, I hate to call them kids, but like, you know, it's kind of like what they, they're adults. We're adults. You know what I mean? Once you're 18, you're an adult. And even though the age has changed to 21, in 2014, the age for aging out changed to the age 21. When I was a kid, when I turned 18, it was 18. And um, think about the things that they don't teach you in school about becoming an adult. Imagine growing up and going from home to home to home to different situations, and you never find that stability and that structure that you need. And then as soon as you turn 18, it's like, all right, well, there goes your funding, there goes your food, there goes everything. Everything is now gone, and you are you know, you know, are to function out in society like a regular adult, even though you were never prepared for it whatsoever. And that can be very, very frightening, which is why so many, so many that age out turn to drugs. So many that age out can't really get it together they suffer from severe anxiety and depression it's a lot it's a lot it's a high expectation for someone who was not prepared for it whatsoever and from personal experience I did experience quite a few of those things um not to that extent because I had so much pride and I didn't want um I didn't want to I didn't want my my foster family to feel like they had tainted me or destroyed me in any way and that I had failed. I'd failed at life. So, um, I did get back up 
but not everybody does. And you have to understand that these kind of things, these things that happen to these adults aging out of foster care and the foster care system, you have to understand that um, these are not things that you are meant to psychologically pull through, which is why the statistics are so terrible on it. They're not meant to, they're not meant to survive this at all. So to survive it is a blessing. And um, the, the odds, the odds in so many ways, so, so many ways are highly against us, highly against us. Especially um, if you watched two weeks ago when I opened the conversation about the cruelty in the foster care system. Um, if you've gone through that, if you've gone through those experiences with like the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, the verbal abuse, the hopping from foster home to foster home, because unfortunately, when someone does not want you and you're in the foster care system, they will take you, send you back like you're a dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't want you. They don't have to keep you. They get to send you back. So imagine that kind of stuff going on and all those things that that mold and create a child into a teenager and then into adult. And then you just dump them into the world and expect them to thrive. That's not very logical at all. So I just want to play a clip for you guys so you can um, hear firsthand, not just from my experience, just from other people that experience what it's like and how it feels, and how frightening and shocking it is, and how the security blanket was just abruptly yanked away. And these are, this is what we're producing. This is what, this is what happens to them. It happens to a lot of them, unfortunately. There are thousands of kids in Georgia's foster care system, and each year hundreds age out. Channel 2 investigative reporter Erica Byfield took an in-depth look at what happens to the kids once they're on their own. Foster care in Georgia is going through a shift. As of 2014, everyone is in care until 21, but they can leave early. We found that those who do leave face scary consequences. Ended up uh, jobless. On my own, I had no one to reach out to. After I left care at 18, I ended up being homeless for a while. I thought things was going to get a little bit easier, better, but ultimately it got worse. <laughs> at one point, all three former foster children wondered, how they'd eat, where they sleep, and who they could turn to. Erin and Dominique wound up homeless. She still is. I don't think anybody has that vision in their future. Like, hey, I think I'm going to be homeless. Mia has a job and an apartment and a story that can bring you to tears. Two failed adoptions. At 16, she thought she'd found a family. Four days before, before they were going to assign um, the official adoption papers, they decided they didn't want me anymore. She spent the next five years in foster care. Mia aged out at 21. Once I left, I got an email from um, my caseworker supervisor that said, good luck, pretty much. The Division of Family and Children's Services runs Georgia's foster care program. As of this month, there are close to 10,000 kids in care. Dr. Nia Canty heads up the agency's independent living program. So our goal is to try to prevent homelessness, to try to ensure that youth are employed, healthy, educated. The state's rules for opting in and out changed last year. Now care runs through 21, but kids can leave at 18. DFAX's statistics show since the change, 177 have opted out and 426 stayed. Once you turn 18, it doesn't mean any of us are an adult. Ashley Wilcon is the director of the governor's office of the child advocate. Each year, her staffers work on the cold case project. They try to predict which kids will age out and find them homes. 
the success rate for finding cold case children permanent homes was 25%. This year, the goal is 30%. A number of Georgia's foster care children end up here. Close to um, a third of the young people that come to us, us have aged out of the foster care system. The staff at the Covenant House tries to help them get on their feet. Dominique staying at another shelter and just wants stability. When you're only surviving, like, you, you're stressed on a day-to-day -day basis. She spent two years in New York's foster care program. She moved to Georgia this year, hoping to opt back in. She can't. What's scary? Having to do it all by yourself. Dominique, Aaron, and Mia think care should extend beyond 21. The system sets up a lot of youth who age out of care for failure. I think we're always working on improving. Dr. Canty says the state is committed to giving foster kids the tools they need to succeed. Aaron doesn't see failure as an option. I'll fight with everything in me before I go back to my home. DFACS hopes to hear more success stories now that youth are staying in care longer. We should note that the state's independent living program provides support until age 25. In the newsroom, Erica Byfield, Channel 2 Action News. So that was a clip, it was a news clip, and it was based out of Georgia about three young adults that aged out of foster care. And um, two of them experiencing being homeless. One of the young ladies went from New York and relocated to Georgia, hoping that she would be able to find some stability to prepare herself for the real world. And once you turn 18, I feel like it is just like a fast decline to 30. So if you come into society and you're already not mentally prepared to be in society as it is, because you have a very adolescent childlike mind, because you've been taken care of to an extent um, all these years, before you know it, you're 30 years old and you still have the same mentality you had when you were 17, 18, because you were never prepared for this. So... And again, the statistics are, I don't know how, um, how, how they go about getting their, you know, their intel, but I do think that this is just what is reported. There are so many cases that have not been reported where kids probably, they don't, they don't know where they're at. So they probably just put them in the statistics of those who are, you know, who are deceased, or if they don't count them at all, I'm sure that those numbers count for the negative versus the positive of those who have come out on top. But um, regardless, um, it's a really tough thing. I can't, like, I can't imagine. Um, I remember being 17 and all my friends were applying to college and preparing for that next step in life because we were graduating at 18. And my mom never asked me at all or even told me at all, like, you know, most parents are like, you're going to school, you're going to college, you're going to further education. This is the next step in life in becoming an adult. My mom didn't say diddly squat to me about that. She did not prepare me whatsoever. So when I graduated 12th grade and I turned 18, I was just like, so I guess, I guess I just go work a dead end job. I don't know. Like I was not prepared. It wasn't instilled in me. You know what I mean? Like when you raise, I have kids. My kids are going to college. And if you're not going to college, you're going to have some kind of business of your own. You're not going to just sleep on my couch and be a bum. And you don't. Ha and I'm not saying that if you don't have a business of your own or go to college, that that's the only alternative. But there was no plan for me. My mom never made a plan for me or for my sisters at all. So it's, it's a miracle, actually. Considering everything that I experienced in the foster care system as a teenager, as a child, is, it is a miracle that... 
I am not in the greater majority of foster children that, or of people that have been in the system that are doing, that are doing bad. It's truly, it really is. It's nothing shy of a miracle. Um, when I just think about it, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's really ridiculous. And I think that I personally think that the reason why maybe she wasn't really concerned in putting that effort in, it was a matter of some words. It was a matter of some words and it was a matter of a push. I wasn't a rebellious kid. So honestly, if she told me, Hey, you know, we got to start looking at your grades. We got to start working on being consistent and we got to start working about applying places. If she would have said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Wow. Thank you for caring enough. Thank you. Um, she didn't, she did not at all. I decided on my own to go to school. It wasn't pushed whatsoever by her, by any adult. I didn't even have godparents to help push that. But imagine the kids that, unfortunately, going to college probably isn't even a thought to them. It's not even a thought because these kids are looking at being homeless. Um, we can't play it right now, but it will be attached once this is all edited. Um, there's another story that I want you guys to pay close attention to. And it is, I will share the URLs on my Instagram and on my Facebook so you guys can watch it on your own time if you want to watch it beforehand. But it talks about real stories of other kids that are aging out and the things that the foster care system gives them to prepare them, but they have an expiration date on it. Like, um, I don't recall the state that it's in. I think it's Missouri. It's either Missouri or Mississippi. Um, they will give you a housing voucher. Um, the housing voucher expires 60 days after you turn 18, though. How can you find an apartment in 60 days? Finding an apartment is not as easy. It's really not. If you ever look for an apartment or a house or anything like that, it's not as easy as you walking up and finding a place that says for rent. There are so many other things that go into that. Your income. Um, even if you're a student, that goes into it. Um, your credit. That goes into it. Do they accept it? That goes into it. So it's literally like they are just setting you up for failure. And I think the greater majority of the kids that fail faster are the ones that have been hopped from place to place to place to place to place. Their main concern really is not, it's not about academics. It's not about college. It's not about, you know, the next five years. It's about the next five minutes. It's literally about that. It's about where am I going to sleep tonight? What am I going to eat? Um, the story I'm going to send, I, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to give you guys the URL. It's really, really important for you guys to see one of the, um, I can't recall the young lady's name either, but it's a young, it's African-American young lady. She'd aged out. She was aging out and her housing voucher had these, this weird criteria that made it almost impossible for her to logically survive. And certain, certain landlords won't take students or they don't have to take students. And she was in school full time. So in order for her to actually be able to have a place to live when she turned 21, because the age, the age range has changed, it's 21 now. In order for her to have a place to live, she would have to drop out of school to have a place to live. But she knew she had nothing and no one else, so she needed an education. So she would actually be able to be conducive. She needed to do things that were conducive to her future. And right here, right now, unfortunately, it's like, it's about, well, you need a place to live, but you want me to quit school. Like, do you see what I mean? It's, it's set up for you to fail. It's literally set up for you to fail. And once you turn 18 or 21, they're just like, you're an adult, but you have to start looking at these patterns. 
are these people ready to come out into society? We have the money. Can we please utilize it in the way that makes sense? These, there needs to be another program set in place for these people to transition out into the world because they're just not ready. I say all the time, oh my God, well, you're 21, you're a grown adult, you should be able to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, they're of age. It doesn't mean that they're mentally of age. They're, they're there. In my younger years, I say younger years like I'm really old, but when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, I was very immature and I was not ready for life at all. And I was immature because I was never, I was never coached. Like, you know what I mean? This is not something that you just naturally wake up to. You don't just wake up to this adult instinct. You have to prepare these teenagers for that. And that's one thing that the system does not do. And unfortunately, even if you're adopted, that's another thing that unfortunately your foster family may not do. And they are not obligated to do it because it falls under morals. It, you know what I mean? It falls under the, how much you care about your child. How much do you care about their future? You know what I mean? Like those things come into play. And it's a rough, rough thing. And I'm definitely looking into helping advocate things that, that can be done, speaking on the behalf of children in the system right now, young teenagers in the system right now, young adults. Once you're 18, you're an adult. Young adults in the system right now because I can tell you from my experience and it is exactly what, <laughs> it's exactly what they say it is. It's just like that, unfortunately. And um, something has to be done. I mean, if God forbid you had kids, God forbid something happens to you and your children end up in the system because there's just nothing. Think about what you would want for your child. God forbid, but think about what you would want for your child. Or if you have nieces and nephews or cousins. Anything can happen today and tomorrow. Think about how this really could affect these children, these young teenagers, these young adults. Something has to be done because these people are coming out into society and they're coming out being a complete total wreck. These kids, they are the future. They are the future. I can't stress it enough. They are the future. We have to make changes. So... That is wrapping up for you guys. Like I said, please make sure you check out these videos, watch them, and see what you can do in your local community to make a difference for another kid, for another child, for another teenager, young adult. Help make that difference.